Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Marnie, I just want to give you a little heads up uh, so that you don't hate Christian and I because we are not being sensitive towards what is going on in the world right now. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded a few weeks ago. So, you know, curtain drawn back and you know our little tricks now, but um, we recorded these before anything was happening in the world. So just know that we're not being totally insensitive and totally blind to what's going on in the world. We know that it's an extremely pressing and surreal time right now, and we want each of you to be safe, but we also want you to be entertained and armed for when all of this is over, because dating is still happening. We just saw tons of articles that saying that people are going onto their apps, app usage is surging, and people are going on and trying to date even though they can't be close to each other. So this information that we're sharing with you, please try to tweak it a little bit so that you can use it for modern times. All right, I'll let you listen to the show now. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you're not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills. And those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, it's more like Ask Woman podcast because it's just me, but I have David Shade on the show who's been working in the dating industry for quite some time, and he talks to me all about dating younger ladies. So as you can imagine, it's pretty entertaining, but also really helpful and really informative. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney from kristenandjill.com. And Marnie Kinress, unfortunately, isn't with us today. However, we have a guest who will make up for Marnie and more. We have David Shade, who is a dating coach who teaches men how to be better lovers. But more importantly to Marnie, you have a young girlfriend. And so we will get to that in a little bit. But I want you to tell us a little bit about your background that you were just telling me, just in a quick little summary for our listeners. Hi, Kristen. Yeah, it's great to be speaking with you. So my background is about 
26 years ago, I found myself divorced, which completely surprised me. I was blindsided by it. So I decided, well, I got to figure out what I did wrong, what I need to be doing right so that I could have a successful relationship in the future. And I did a lot of introspection, a lot of research. And also at the time, I was going to be dating. So I've I've always found human sexuality very interesting. So I wanted to get good at that, you might say. So in my dating, I just started trying things. And I learned a lot about women and what I did wrong in my marriage and things that I didn't understand about women that totally surprised me when these secrets were revealed to me. So I got on the internet in the mid-late 90s and started writing about what I had discovered. And I was looking for other guys I could discuss this kind of thing with. And I got a name for myself writing on the internet, and I decided to put it all in a book, sold the book. The book really took off, and then I wrote other books. Business took off. I quit my day job, and I was doing that full-time. And I was enjoying dating. I was dating some very nice ladies. And interestingly, like every woman that I dated was younger and younger. (laughs) very convenient and and they just kept getting younger and I I wasn't complaining (laughs) and I I wasn't going to get married again anytime soon so yeah so why not so why not you said something a minute ago about your divorce being a surprise and you learned a lot of things about women what was the surprise and what did you learn about women and how did you learn about us well I thought that women were nice girls that you had to talk to men (laughs) to have Sucks that you had to buy them nice gifts, that kind of thing, promise a relationship, whatever. But I was surprised and appalled to find out that women are that horny knows. little sluts. <laughs> oh, you can use that word. Horny little sluts. They're insatiable sexual monsters, which surprised the hell out of me. But I wasn't going to argue what I had to do. I had to, <laughs> I had to pick up my physical game. You know, I had to keep up. Yeah, it's a good surprise to find out. It's like, surprise, here's a million dollars. It's, I mean, it's it good, but then you have to adjust to it. It was a shocking surprise, you know, because I've, I've always been a nice guy, right? I've, I've been a nice guy, uh, very respectful to women, you know, do all the proper stuff I, I thought I was supposed to do. That was the way I was raised. So, yeah, it was quite surprising to me. It was shocking. I still look back on it and whatever. But how did you find that out? Like, was there a moment where what you were doing wasn't working and you started adjusting and then you brought out the side of women or were the women that you were coming in contact with all of a sudden just seeming more forward in general and you didn't really have to do much to initiate it? All of these things, all of these things. Well, I'll give you an example. Like I thought that, well, for a man to be a good lover, he had to have a big dong. (laughs) I I don't know what we can say on the show. D-O-G, they like big dogs. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So because I was recently divorced, I was dating other women who were recently divorced. And I I would ask a lot of questions. Okay, I was just curious. And I'd ask them, you know, why did your marriage end? Why did you get with that guy that you got with after the marriage? Because it seems like every one of these women, they would get with a bad boy after their marriage. Or they divorce a boring, nice guy, and then they get with an exciting bad boy. So let me ask you... Uh, did you get tired of your husband because he had a small penis? Was he a lousy lover because he had a small penis? And she said, well, actually, no. So this bad boy who's a really good lover, 
does he have a big penis? They'd say, well, actually, no. And I go, what? The myth that you guys have been told your whole lives all of a sudden is crumbling before your eyes. Yeah, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. It really doesn't. I mean, to an extent, like if you had a micro or something like that. And yeah, you you know, know. the border cases, maybe, but right. Yeah. It really doesn't. 90% of the time, it has nothing to do with it. It really has nothing to do with it. All right. So eventually, I discovered female sexuality is entirely mental. It's all mental. There's nothing physical about it. It's all mental. All mental. I mean, mental. I mean, I would say as a girl, I would say 80% of it's mental. And then you have to have that other part where you are physically attracted to someone. But if you are mentally attracted enough, you can eliminate that 20% pretty much and make it all mental. I've been surprised at the men that some women find attractive. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's doubly mental. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> that guy must have a big brain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Huge one. So, of course, there is the physical component. And, of course, the smart man is going to leverage that. Yeah, so basically you found out a whole bunch of stuff. You went down this journey you didn't really realize you would be going down. And so then you get to the point where you're writing all these books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fast forward through that. To the good stuff, which is you have a younger girlfriend, you were dating younger girls. How, why? Give us the goods. Okay, that's kind of interesting how that happened. In my work, I interview a different person every month, just like you guys interview. So I was interviewing this one guy who had this interesting website or online blog. His name was Dawson, and he's a 55 year old man who dates 19. 20, 21-year-old woman and wrote about it on his blog. So I emailed this guy. I said, hey, you know, I'm I'm such and such. I write about such and such. I'd like to interview you. So he and I got on Skype and I recorded the interview. And he's 55 years old and he has an interesting story. He also married young right after college, but that marriage fell apart. No surprise. You know, they basically didn't have anything in common. Then he was diagnosed with cancer and was giving six months to live. And his doctor said, prepare end of life, you know, take care of all your paperwork, etc. You have six months maximum. That sucks. Is that that's the way you end your life? Paperwork. It's like, yeah. really? No way. Bullshit. I'm going to date younger <laughs> women and then die. <laughs> but yeah, so... He didn't use the six months to date younger women. He <laughs> he started getting his life in order, and he was viewing at the end of his life. And then it turns out that uh, it was a misdiagnosis. There was wow. nothing wrong with him. He had a cyst or something like that. Had that taken out in a half hour... Uh, minor surgery. That's almost, that's like a great idea for a movie or something. Like that's such a good premise. You're told you're going to die. You're sure you're going to die, and the whole time you're actually not going to die. And how do you live your life at that point? And it really makes you come to the point where you're living life the right way, and then you can continue li- living your life the right way. Because surprise, you're not going to die. So I'm almost jealous that he had that <laughs> scare. I am as well because it really had a powerful effect on him. He said. He decided right then and there that he was not going to waste his life. He was not going to do what other people think that he should do. 
He's going to do what he wants to do. And he had a very bad experience with his marriage ending. And he decided he wanted to date young women. Thanks, Cancer. He actually decided to go out and try that. He tried all sorts of things. He's tried doing cold approach pickup. Young women ignored him, on and on and on. Because young women are not going to let anybody see them talking to an older man. Even though they fantasize about being with an older man, they don't want society to see that. They don't want to be judged. Mm -hmm. So he found online dating and he found certain particular online dating sites where young women specifically go looking for older men. Which sites? I'm going to keep that a secret because that's my that's my hot button secret. I'm no, going to keep that's, that's why we're listening. We're not going to get the goods. You're going to cl- get us this far and then we're not going to, you know, see you essentially. <laughs> Actually, you can do this on all of the dating sites. You've got a girlfriend though. Now this is the time to give. You're already set. Now you need to give the info since you don't need a girlfriend. To let these other guys go on and find their girlfriend. (laughs) I'm going to get it out Um, of you by the end of the show. mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually, you can go to any of the dating websites. If you go there with a very specific purpose in mind, women like online dating because nobody sees what they're doing and they cannot be judged by society because nobody else sees them doing it. But you can get online... An older man can message a much younger woman or say something in his profile, like what age she's looking for, whatever. If she knows that he knows the game that's being played, then she'll be happy to talk to him. Okay, so are these girls ones that aren't looking for a family and all the traditional things? Are they girls that are just looking to have fun? Are they because, you know, you are eliminating that possibility a lot of the time if you do want to have kids and you are a younger girl. So is this more like she's going to be doing this for experience and then once you're out of the picture, then she's going to move on and find someone to actually have a family with? Do you think it's like a half relationship in a way? That's correct. Okay. They're not looking to start a family with a much older man. They are looking to live a fantasy that they have. You call it the professor fantasy, the naughty schoolgirl fantasy. She wants that experience. She's a young woman, but she wants to act grown up. She wants to experience being grown up. She wants to experience grown up things. Does she want a sugar daddy? Is there more motive behind it than we're actually kind of saying there is? Is it sometimes a bad motive? No, that's not a bad motive. That's completely understandable. Okay. These young women are absolutely broke. I remember being in college. I was flat broke, right? No, they're just trying to pay for college. They want to have a grown-up experience. And the boys their age, they don't have any money. But an older man who's established has money. And she gets to have that grown-up experience where he can pay for dinner. He can buy her a dress to wear for dinner. He can spend money on the things that they do together. And she gets to have that grown-up experience. So, well, there are certainly a lot of sugar babies out there, but 
they're pretty easy to recognize. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've gotten a few messages over Instagram and I think it might just be a generic thing that guys are just sending to a billion girls, but I've gotten a couple saying, you looking for a sugar daddy? And I'm, I'm somewhat offended. So do I look poor? Do I look desperate? I'm not, I'm, I'm older. I'm not like 21, you know? So I'm always wondering why I get those messages. I mean, if they listen to this podcast, they will find out, yes, she is poor. Maybe she, maybe that's why they're, they're seeking me out. So is there a fulfilling quality to this on the man's end? Because obviously, you know, they like the idea of perhaps, and I'm not just focusing on the sugar daddy stuff, but knowing that this could be a temporary type of thing and that she may move on and have a family, is there still some depth to the relationship or is it pretty much surface level? It's very deep. It can be very deep. Absolutely. I'm often made out to be the bad guy. I'm an old man preying on young, innocent women. No, not at all. I have been in some very wonderful relationships with women my age, women close to my age that went for many years. But they ended, you know, for one reason or another, didn't go forever. So also being insatiably curious about this particular subject, I want to experience everything. And interestingly, a relationship with a much younger woman is not that different from a relationship with a woman my own age, it has yeah. all of the qualities. All of the qualities are there. Annoying, needy, clingy. No? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Yeah. But yeah, they, they have all the same qualities. Okay. So the relationships essentially are the same, whether the woman is closer to your age or younger. But what are you doing? What I really want to know is what are you doing and saying at the beginning of this online dating to one, get them to admit that this is what they're interested in. And maybe it's easy because they're online and no one's watching. And two, what do you open with in terms of selling yourself? Like, how are you roping them in or how are you luring them in? And I hate to say it like that because I don't want it to sound negative, but what are you doing? What's your opening technique? Well, that's a very good question. And I open with dominance. Yeah. What these young women want is they want a man who is dominant. That's what they're crying for. Boys their age, very, very few of them are dominant. And it's only the jerk, a-hole, bad boys that are dominant. They want dominance, even though they are very modern and powerful women and, and they want to change the world. They want a man who's dominant. Who's They, they do. And I think a lot of guys don't realize this because I work with men in terms of their online banter with women. And what I see from 90% of the guys that come to me for help is that they're all ridiculously polite and agreeable. And they say whatever she wants to hear and his hobbies are her hobbies. And you know they're so afraid to disagree. They don't know how to playfully disagree. They don't know how to show who they really actually are because what they're wanting is approval. And so what are you doing? Like, what does your dominance look like? What is that? Because, you know, men hear that and they think they just write and say like, you will go out with me. Like, is that dominance or what is it that you're writing that shows dominance? All very good questions. You said one thing, very important, showing who they are. Yeah. Boring, nice guys don't show who they are. Boring, nice guys hide their intentions. 
Mm-hmm. Boy, nice guys will lie. They will deceive in order to get sex or whatever. But yep. a real man shows who he is. Honestly, forthrightly, she can take it or leave it. I'm always interested in her preferences. Right. I'm always nice. I'm always polite. I'm very interested in her interests. But I also say who I am, and she can take it or leave it. And I'm unapologetic yeah, about it. Exactly. And I actually found, to my surprise, again, when I first started doing it, that it is received <laughs> very well. And in fact, they're glad, they're thankful that somebody's honest for a change. Yeah. I saw an email that you it wrote with Marnie setting up this date. And you had said something about how basically all men have kind of turned into pussies. And that's really what has happened. And I do feel bad for dudes because I think they're caught in between not knowing like what would be considered a me too thing if, you know, he touches her before she wants to be touched and all that kind of stuff. But there's such a simple way to overcome that. And that's by, like you said, being unapologetic for who you are. And it's just missing so much so in this kind of world because it's like, I just want to be liked and I don't want to look like a mean person. And I think what guys have to understand is that, like you said, you're like, I am polite. I am very interested in who she is or what she likes, but I'm also myself. And so it's that simple. And I think guys overcomplicate it because they think, well, if I'm going to be a bad boy, that means I have, I can't be interested in her. And I, and that's not what we mean by bad boy. What we mean by bad boy is unapologetically yourself. It's that simple. Exactly. Simple. You said something very important. You said that because of the Me Too movement, men are afraid to touch a woman. This has been going on for some time because of radical feminism that men are afraid to be men. Because women are empowered, men shouldn't be. And I don't get this. It makes no freaking sense to me. Feminism has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. We're talking about having a relationship. Right. It has nothing to do with... I'm all for feminism. I worked in IT for many years. Most of my bosses were women, very sharp, gifted women. They're very good at management. Good for them. I'm all for women being modern and empowered and whatever. It has nothing to do with dating. It has nothing to do with relationships. Okay, let me talk about the touching thing. Very early in my discussions with a woman, but believe me, it surprised me when I started doing this. It just works, it's, and it's the correct way to do it. I will simply say to these women very early on, I am very dominant. Are you okay with that? I'm going to tie you to the four corners of the bed, and I'm going to tease you uh, to the very edge. Well, how soon do you say this? Is this in like on the first day? Is this in the couple first opening oh, this messages? Is a, this is the first Where couple is paragraphs. Happening? Is it really? Online. Wow. Okay. So you're going in at that angle. Like that's. Well, Dawson taught me one thing very. Dawson thought he was going to die, right? So he he decided he's not going to waste any time. And he would get to it right away. And it worked. He taught me how to do it. So I just get to it right away. Hi, you're very attractive. I'm start out being a boring nice. You're very attractive. I'm interested in a true, genuine relationship. And uh, by the way, I'm very dominant. <laughs> Is that a problem? 
Okay. And then usually do you get, like, would you say your ratio, is it like 80% good responses to that? And then maybe 20% are like, who are you? What do you think you're doing? Or is it always positive? Of the ones that respond, 99% are positive. They can choose not to respond and that's okay. Yeah. If it's not their thing, it's not their thing. I talked about- Women are always, women are always in control. Yeah. They can always say no. They can always walk away. Women are always in charge. I'm perfectly fine with that. A while ago, I came across, I'm not online dating at the moment, and I won't be for a a while, I think. But a few months ago, I came across this guy who he took the total opposite approach of every guy. It was total opposite approach. It was, I'm a jokester, me personally, like I'm a jokester in chat and banter and I like to be silly. I'm a comedian and, and all that kind of stuff. So that really comes through. And he like brought me to a screeching halt because he was like, no, this is not the way it's going to work. And it really like, well, it threw me off and it stopped me in my tracks. And I mean, he, his pictures also, I don't even know if they were real. He was incredibly good looking, <laughs> but it totally threw me off because I'm used to having this cadence or rhythm to my conversations. And uh, this is what I'm used to. And this is where I'm comfortable. And when he said, nope, this is not how it's happening. And he, and he was basically saying, I'm a very dominant kind of man. And no, uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He, he is domineering. You maybe, but he talked about he's like domineering. He, he's not dominant. No, no but he, in the way he was getting to, I'm trying to kind of avoid like he was getting it to like a sexual place. Like this isn't how it will go with us. And, you know, if you can handle this, then let's continue talking. And then he ended up unmatching me. I was so uncomfortable with the <laughs> joking stuff. I had to keep joking. I couldn't do it, and we unmatched. But I will say, I don't think that would work with every single guy my age. He looked like he was my age. But what it did do was really make me take notice. And I do think it has to be the right combination of factors in order for that to work successfully for a guy my age. So I don't recommend it to everybody. But there, what I have to say about him talking like that, I may not be expressing it accurately because it's been months and months. So I can't really remember exactly how it went. But what I do feel like I remember or what I do remember is feeling like I was very attracted to him. It was very attractive. It was that dominance, the like the masculinity, the all those things that we feel like we're missing came through. And I was like, damn. So I think that technique, you know, is good. All right. He sounds like somebody who is domineering. Certainly a man would so what's want the difference? A, a man would want a woman to shine, you know, her true nature to shine through. Yeah. True. And being dominant is not going to inhibit that. Being dominant means you have a plan, you take charge, right? you plan the date, you plan these things. Yeah. But, of course, if she wants to go to a different restaurant, that's fine. You go to a different restaurant. If she wants to do something else, that's fine. You do something else. Dominant doesn't mean inflexible. Dominant doesn't mean controlling. Right. That's true. Really good point. That's domineering. Right. Domineering is controlling. Dominance has nothing to do with control. Dominance is you just have a plan. You're going to take the lead. So how do you how do you not if you're being a man with dominance and you're making plans and taking the lead, how do you separate that or make a difference between what that is 
in what being a nice guy is. Because a nice guy would think, well, I'll also, you know, I'll make a plan and I'll make sure I pick the restaurant and make sure she's taken care of. How do you make that look dominant versus kind of wussy-ish? Well, a nice guy wuss doesn't have a plan. He'll ask her, what restaurant do you want to go to? Okay. But I I think a nice... That she pick a restaurant. Right. But I think a nice guy could also think, well, I've been told, step one, make a plan for what restaurant we're going to go to. Step two, make sure I open the door. Step three, get walked all over. Do you see what I mean? Obviously, I know that if the man's making the plan of the restaurant, that is more of a dominant thing. But basically what I'm saying is over taking care of her or too much walking on eggshells in the sense of like you're doing everything right. How do you make that look different? Do you know what I mean? From nice guy versus dominant guy. He's worried about doing everything right because he has fear of loss. Okay. That's what we eliminate is the fear of loss. And then you'll come across more as a man of strength. You can't have fear of loss because you just ask for failure. If you act out of fear of loss, you're acting wrong. You're acting incorrectly and you're going to act with errors. Nice guys get walked over because there's a great book called No More Mr. Nice Guy by a psychologist who really goes into great detail about this, that nice guys will make covert contracts where they will have an unwritten covert contract saying, if I'm really nice to you and kiss your ass and on and on and on, then you're going to have sex with me. And that's deceitful. It is. It's like it's a transactional kind of thing. And actually, I want to talk more about that, but I always forget because when Marnie's not here, I'm in control of the breaks. So we need to take a break and we will talk about that as soon as we come back. So keep listening. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey you, this is Marnie and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also give us five stars just because. So we're back and I want to hear all about what you're just saying that I had to cut you off from. Yes. Nice guys will put together a covert contract. They don't tell anybody about this, but they expect the people that they deal with to know this. Yeah. But nobody knows this. The the boring, wussy, nice guy thinks that if he is nice to her, kisses her ass, lets her walk all over him, that uh, she will have sex with him. No, that is not going to happen because that is not attractive. No. She's not going to be interested in sex with him, not in the least. No. Boring nice guys let their boundaries be pushed. They let themselves be taken advantage of. But a dominant man simply states, this is the way I am. This is who I am. If you're fine with that, let's go this way. And She can take it or leave it. It's up to her. The woman is always in charge and that she can always say no or suggest something else or just walk away. So what are you doing online also besides physically saying, I'm a dominant guy? What else are you doing online to get them to the next step of meeting in person? So I think a lot of guys don't know how to transition from like, okay, now I I put it out who I am. Now 
how do I get her out from behind the screen and onto an actual date? So understand that I gradually worked my way to this, but I found out that it works very well. I will tell them very early on, okay, I have some rules. Mm. Oh, okay. mm-hmm, just like I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, rule number one is you may kiss me at any time. In fact, it is welcome. And corollary to rule number one is I may kiss you at any time, and at times I may. Rule number two is you may touch me anywhere at any time except in the underwear area. And then I would say, unless you are instructed to do so, at which time you will not hesitate to do so. Ah, smooth, smooth. Corollary to rule number two is I can touch you anytime, anywhere, and at times I may. And rule number three, the final rule, never will you initiate sex. You can flirt all you want. I'm happy to hear all your fantasies, your desires, but never will you tell me what to do sexually. Wow. Okay. Corollary to rule number three is I may have you at any time and at times I may. And this is before you get to the date. This is working your way. This is this is what's happening before. Okay, so you've never met in person and you're saying these things. That's like the third or fourth paragraph of online chat. And then? And then they want to know more. <laughs> okay. They're very interested. Yeah, I guess. I bet they are. Okay, so and I hate to be so like step-by-step, step, but then what's next? What does it look like? Then there will be some kind of discussion. And then I will go, oh, and... Um, There are three things that you will always say to me. She goes, oh, what are the three things? (laughs) Yes, master. (laughs) Number one, when you start getting close, you must say, David, I'm getting close. Number two, when you are about to come, you must say, David, I'm going to come. David needs to be prepared. And number three... When you come, you must say, David, I'm coming. For dinner. I'm coming over for dinner. They can interpret it any way they want. Well, I'm glad that you're actually telling us what pretty much you are saying, because then guys can see this laid out where they're they're not questioning. Is, it a, is this where he says this or this where he says that? So it's all very blunt, straightforward, and from the beginning. So there's no... Yeah, you can literally copy and paste that, and you yeah. can get online. You can copy and paste that. Is there something that they should look for in the dating profile itself from the woman that says she's open to this? Or is it any girl that they come across that they're attracted to, they're sending this to? Well, if you start with, hi, you're lovely. I'm looking for a genuine relationship. By the way, I am very dominant. Is that a problem? Okay, so basically you're not looking for any... I'm just curious if a guy going through, so if if someone is on, say, Match.com and he's 56 and he's going through all these different women and he comes across a girl who's 24 years old, she says nothing in her profile about being interested in dating older men. Is that someone you should still write to? Is there a possibility there? Absolutely. She's certainly not going to say in her profile, she's looking for an older man. (laughs) She's she's not going to say that. 
Okay. I wasn't sure if this was like a little bit of an underworld where like there's like a little signal that girls, you know, they know that, okay, if I put this little thing in there that this is going to communicate to older guys that I'm into this stuff. There's not that. It's not an underground thing. It's a just a regular everyday old gal and she may be, you know, into it and she may not be. And then you just continue on your way if she's not. The fact that they're on a dating website is signal enough, is proof enough that they're looking for something. They're looking for a man. Okay. There is nothing in particular in her profile that would say that she is specifically interested in an older man. There's nothing in her profile that would indicate that. So message whoever you want to message. Okay. There, okay, cool. Who you find attractive, interesting, like what her pro? I definitely read every profile before I message. I always read the profile because I'm interested in who she is as a person. Right. This isn't just physical. Because, you know, even for men, ultimately, sexuality is entirely mental. Believe it or not, ultimately, it is entirely mm-hmm. mental. I know it's hard to believe, but... Okay, so... Well, ultimately, yeah, it is. <laughs> No, it is a little bit. But I do think you guys can get there. There is a point that you hit where you do you can get there, especially as you get older, but also as you get to know somebody, it can switch. So I know you mentioned with Dawson that he didn't really mention having success in person approaching. Have you gotten to that at all? Or is that just something that you've wiped out as a possibility and you don't even really go there or you do? Oh, I've, <laughs> I've <laughs> crashed and burned infinite number of times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have crashed and burned. You may have heard about the Brad P. Pickup Mansion in Los Angeles. But no, I have not heard about his pickup mansion. <laughs> yeah, there was pickup. Yeah, it's like an animal house in Hollywood Hills. God. And uh, a bunch of us lived in this animal house for, I was there for actually four years. And we go down, we go down on Sunset Boulevard in the evenings and do pickup. <laughs> I crashed and burned all over the place. Okay, so you wouldn't really recommend that as the number one no, way to no, younger no, women. No. Okay, so that's awesome for online. Hooray for online because this is opened up, has opened up the possibility for probably a lot of men that wouldn't have been able to do this twenty years ago. That is absolutely correct. I'm sure it was going on more than twenty years ago, but it has allowed young women to connect with older men, and nobody know about it. That's the key thing. These young women don't want anybody to know about it. Right. Okay, so we'll jump over to other stuff that I would call the goods, which is the sexuality stuff. Like, what did you figure out? What what were you not doing in your marriage that you're doing now? And I know you're probably going to say dominance, but you said you spent a lot of time learning about what women really want, and you teach people to be better lovers. So what can you give us in, like, five minutes that would teach dudes to be better lovers? You know, actually, the dominance thing, I didn't figure out necessarily in my research I did after my divorce. Well, the first thing that I researched is the guy that my wife left me for. I actually saw the guy in a nightclub one night, and I actually went up to him, and I said, uh, what did you do right, and what did I do wrong? Wow. So this guy was a bad boy. He was from a background where... There's a lot of machismoism, very macho, that kind of thing. Macho so, man, yeah. Yeah, so he was a bad boy. He was a jerk a-hole, but evidently my ex-wife found him very attractive. And 
you know, she left the marriage for him. So I studied that guy. Then I studied bad boys in general and learned some very interesting things. The most interesting was dirty talk. I, I had never done any dirty talk or anything like that, but evidently women like dirty talk. And they like the man being physically stronger in the bedroom, taking charge, you know, what we now call dominance. Then I found out that you can give a woman an orgasm without even touching her. That I actually came upon accidentally. Is she touching herself? No. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know about this no, either. Just, just by talking to her, I could give what? her an orgasm. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, All right. That's I, another card uh, I still uh, play. <laughs> I would play to play it too, but I don't, I can't imagine, but that's amazing. I know. Okay, keep going, and keep I going. don't tell women this before they experience it because then they're going to believe it's not possible and they're going to resist it. So of course right, I don't right, say right. that yeah. to them. I, I just tell them, follow my lead. Think what I'm telling you to think, imagine it very clearly. And I just walk them through it and they have an orgasm. This is great news for men with no arms. Great news. You don't even have to have a dick. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> you do have to have it. And, and it has to work and it has to not pop off in 30 seconds. You do have to have a dick. You have to do intercourse. You have to last on and on. Yeah, well, everything's all about balance. So you do the one side of things, which is the no arms, no hands. It's like riding a bike. Look, no hands. And then you do the other thing, which is all physical. So you kind of have to go back and forth just in general in life. In every good relationship, you're doing all those things. There's all, all of it's happening. It's not just one or the other. Correct. Hopefully. Right. All right. What else can you give me here for giving, being a good lover? Shock me, but women love to be dirty little whores. They love to be naughty little <laughs> sluts. And that's my middle name. You can actually call them this, and they love it. <laughs> and they love to be spanked. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd heard the stories, you know, men spanking women. And I said, no, women don't enjoy that. No, bullshit. They do. They like it very mm-hmm. much. Women love to be spanked. They love that role play. Strangling, they love being strangled. All sorts of things, which still surprise me. I'm still learning yeah. things that surprise me. And my gosh. Still trying to wrap your brain around this change of perception of change of reality of like, wait, what? This whole time? This whole time? And I do think it depends on what women you're hanging around to. I do think some women, you know, are a little bit more uptight. And then maybe secretly they're they're not once you kind of get them alone. But the whole feminism kind of thing, like there are girls that I know that if they listen to this podcast and they don't, but they'd be like, oh, Kristen Carney, she's like, letting men talk that way about women. There's women who would be that way. I'm I'm not, but I do think men will find them. I think they're further in between than we think, luckily. But yeah, I think the majority of women are pretty much as you're saying, dirty little whores. Dirty little whores. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, they're modern empowered women. Right, uh, who are working. And great. And, and, right. Who, who need to be treated with respect. It's great. But you have to go back to the beginning. You have to go back to what did a woman grow up with? And I'm, all, I'm always curious, what was her upbringing like? 
I always ask her about that. And you have to look at her parents. Mm-hmm. She grew up watching her parents. What did her parents do? Also, her father, she had a good relationship with her father. Her father was her first love. And a woman learns to have a successful relationship with men through her father while she was growing up. Some women had a good experience with their father. Men are a good thing. Some women did not have a good experience with her father. Men are a bad thing. So a lot of it has to do with what they grew up with. So psychologically, like, would you say women who had a good father are more open to this or girls that had quote unquote daddy issues are more into it because they're looking for that figure? I specifically look for girls who had a very close relationship with their father when they were growing up. I specifically look for it because they are the dirtiest, naughtiest little whores. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. They love love it. They absolutely love it. And they feel free to do it. It's okay for them to do it. It's empowering for them to do it. Even though they love their father, they would never, ever want him to know anything about that. Yeah. (laughs) They love being dirty little whores. It's very exciting for them. And it's that dichotomy. That's another word I learned years ago. It's that dichotomy that is so key. You know, they are respected professionals in their community, but at night, in privacy with their man, they're dirty little sluts. It's that dichotomy that is very attractive to women. Yeah, yeah. It makes it feel a little bit more like you're living in a book or like a romance novel or a movie or something. There's that element of surrealness that's very exciting. So true. And that's why a very young woman enjoys dating a much older man. It's a storybook thing. My current girlfriend is an interesting story. I met her when she was 19 and she was a virgin, not by choice, because she wanted to have sex with her previous boyfriend of her age, but she had vaginismus because he was such a jerk, what is that? manipulative a-hole that um, he turned her off so much that she got vaginismus. What is that? <laughs> is, that a, is that an actual thing? Yeah, it's an actual thing. It's a psychological ah, thing. It's not me. It's my vaginismus. It's my, my go-to rejection line. A number of women actually suffer from any touching of the Vagina will cause clamping up of the muscles of the vagina. Penetration is absolutely impossible. It's impossible to even use tampons. Wow. She couldn't even have a pelvic exam. And she would go to her gynecologist regularly, but the gynecologist, also a woman, was unable to do pelvic exams. So she told me this when we started dating. But I thought, you know, she's 19 years old. She's a virgin. Yeah, we can still have fun. There's plenty of other things to do. And I've I've turned women on to anal sex before. You know, that's a possibility, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked her. I said, well, yeah, this is fine. Not a problem for me. And over a period of about three months, she became more and more comfortable with me. And the vaginism has just slowly melted away. And then she wanted to lose her virginity. 
I said, okay, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So it was like, it was a process. It was slow. So you were doing, getting to know her, doing other things, both you know mentally and physically. And then you got to right. this point. So that's cool. That it, I think that's proof that like there's more to it than just a sex side of things that can be beneficial for both you and her. But on that note, we're going to end the show. But I want you to tell... Well, first of all, I want you to tell what website you're talking about, but I don't think you're going to do that. So the next thing I want you to tell is how guys can get in touch with you or follow up with you or maybe ask you questions and uh, all those types of things. Yes. Really, you can do this on any website. I would not recommend match.com. Okay. Tinder actually is great for this kind of thing. You know, if you're an older gentleman, just put in that you want to screen for women between 18 and 24. But then that means you have to change your age, though, because the women could have preferences, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Do not change your age. I'm 64, and I say I am 64. I do not lie about my age. But if I have my thing set on my Tinder as like, I only want to, you know, search for guys between the ages of 30 and 45. How do you come up for someone like me? You just won't? No, you have made it clear that you are not interested in an older man. Okay. So so you wouldn't even show up in... I got it. Okay. So you are showing up for women that are open to it, which is kind of the prerequisite I was asking about before. So the woman has already said... I'm open to it. Okay. So yeah, absolutely. Set your age as your age. Right. They show up on my Tinder because they have already said, I'm interested in talking to somebody much older. Good. Okay. Good. Good to know. And then how can they get in touch with with you? The the guys, not the women. (laughs) Oh, they can just go to davidshade.com. Or what I would recommend is they go to my website where I teach men how to date much younger women. And that website is called dateyounghotwomen.com. Love it. Straightforward. No frills there. It is what it is. Yeah. And there's no video there, no pictures. There's just black and white text. And I say it like it is. This is what it's about. Get into business. It's just, this is who you are, sir. This is a program for you. Awesome. I love it. Well, it's been fascinating talking to you and having this conversation. It has opened my eyes up to be honest with you. And if anyone wants to hit David up, you know where to find him. And also you are on Twitter at David Shade, right? Yep. At David Shade on Twitter. And you can find me at kristenandchill.com if you guys need help with your dating banter and your profiles, all that kind of stuff. New shows of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Sometimes Marnie does it earlier, but sometimes not. And you can uh, also find the show on her YouTube page as well, which is um, Marnie Wing Girl or Marnie Wing or something like that. But anyway, you guys know where it is. Thank you so much for listening, David. Thanks for chit-chatting and for turning your camera on so we could uh hear lovingly into each other's eyes (laughs) you're welcome so thanks for listening to the show please rate the show please share with your friends and uh subscribe and we will see you guys next week 